pick up any newspaper, watch cable news channels, surf internet news websites. It's all yesterday's news today. You need tomorrow's news today. You need TrendVision 2020 now with Gerald Salente. Welcome to TrendVision 2020, your money and your life. July 16, 2019, I'm Doug Grunther with the publisher of the Trends Journal and world leading trend forecaster, Gerald Salenti. On our podcast this evening, EU steps in, rap artist runs for president, and Goofy and Minnie may be homeless. Oh. Gerald, what happened in the markets today? Well, it's down. A um, couple of them are up, most of them are down, not a lot. Gold is down. Ten, over 10 bucks, oil's down, Bitcoin took a real hit, Maron, down over 12%. Was that a financial term you just gave? Yes, yeah, a Maron, it means it's a, not up, it's not a down, it's Maron. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened with the markets? Stocks slipped from record high after Trump says, long way to go with China talk. This is such bullshit detected, take precautions. It, it's just so stupid, every time Amy says something it goes up, it doesn't go up and down on that. It's bigger fundamentals, and we'll get to some of them. So far, just over 5% of the S&P 500 companies have reported their quarterly earnings. And right now, they're looking good. They're up. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's really what's going to determine where things are going, plus, of course, other factors. Oil. Oil went down more than 3%. You ready, you ready for this one? After Secretary of State Pompeo says Iran is ready to negotiate about its missile program. You know what that is. Bullshit detected. Take precautions. Yep. Trump said on Tuesday, a lot of progress has been made with Iran and that he was not looking for regime change in the country. More bullshit. You heard how many people in the administration say they had wanted regime change that we've talked about. And not only that, you're also looking at the sanctions, the economic warfare that Trump put on, on Iran, plus pulling out of the deal. And he says now that things look good. But wait a minute, two seconds ago, he said things didn't look good in China. But he said last week that they look good. He likes to create chaos and keep everybody a little bit dizzy and off kilter. That's his, that's, that's his strategy, and it yeah. works a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's probably chaos in his own mind. Right. So gold, gold went down because, this is important, retail sales went up in the United States 0.4%, they only expected them to go up 0.1%. And uh, people are buying cars, they're spending more money, so that kind of pushed um, gold down because the dollar went up. And the dollar went up even though, you know, things don't look that rosy out there because of all of this, the debt level going way up, and but that's what's going on. China's slowdown augurs more stimulus. Ready for this? Chinese debt level, you know I always say $40 trillion, it's above that now, and it's the debt to GDP ratio is 304%. A good debt to GDP ratio is under 100. Wow. Yeah. So they're way over that. And um, this is important too. Consumption contributed 60% of economic growth in the first half down from 76%. So the people in China aren't buying not because of trade wars, not because they, of course, they don't have the money 
and things are slowing down, so the central bank's going to juice more. Can I just say something about that? Because I think here's what we forget. China's a billion people. Most of those people until recently were living in rural areas. They've been basically brought, whether they wanted to or not, into cities and what we would Well, they wanted to, to get better jobs. Okay. So now you've got hundreds of millions of people trying to create a new economy. It takes time for that to develop, No, no. What happens is it builds too big. And how do you keep this thing going? As I mentioned yesterday, yeah, they, they had the slowest growth in 27 years, GDP up only 6.2%. We're lucky to get a 3% GDP growth. You can't keep this growing like this all the time. Again, that's why they're expanding beyond their borders. And they're going to, the banks aren't going to cut rates, but what they are going to do is make it easier for banks to loan more money. Surge in emerging markets debt amplifies global strain. Debt in the developing world has risen to an all-time high. Again, the dollar has to stay low. If the dollar goes up, they've got to pay back all this debt in dollars because that's what most of it is borrowed in. So that's why the economy in America is going to keep going. Even though the dollar is getting stronger, the, the, they're going to cut rates. We're going to see July, end of July, about July 25th, whether or not the Fed cuts them. So we're looking at corporate debt building in every one of these countries, plus government debt, another one. Share repurchases back on track. I mentioned this yesterday, but it's even greater than what I said yesterday. And the reason is companies are tapping the debt markets to fund buybacks spurred by persistently low interest rates, more monetary methadone, and Turkey's new guy that they just brought in, Central uh, Bankster, Wiggle room on monetary policy, Fed signals on rate cuts, fails to weaken dollar, IMF chief back stimulus, eyed by central. So hang on, so for because you know, help help me out and, and our listeners out here. All of this, how do you condense it? What's what is going on? We have a global slowdown, and yet we seem to have the dollar being strong and the economy holding up in the United States. Because, yeah, Mexico's economy falters. It, they just had their, on Friday, their industrial output. As U.S. keeps steaming on. Exactly. But if we're in a global so, economy, can, the, can this work? It could work for a while, and it is working. You're soaring retail, so what happened with retail sales? They're pumping cheaper money into the system. At some point, it's going to explode. Again, you're looking at all the numbers here. Unsold property glut threatens India economy. You know, it, it, it's all fake buildup. And so I'm saying that the greatest depression is going to hit in 2021. And didn't you call the last one? I called the Panic of 08. I took out the domain name in 2007, thepanicof08.com. So that's where we are with this. All right, so listen, if you want history before it happens, this is only depressing news if you don't know what's going on. But if you're ahead of the curve by reading the Trends Journal and listening to Trend Vision 2020, you can anticipate a lot of these things and do something about it. Yeah, you better prepare. Prepare, prevail, and prosper. Again, guns, gold, and a getaway plan, and that's no BS. Let's go back to Iran a little bit, because EU officials say Iran breaches are still not major. Does the EU have enough clout to continue to keep the U.S. and Iran from getting into a war? I think that's why Trump is backing off a little bit. They're getting pressure. And so uh, it may, they may ease things up. Europe tries to save Iran deal. This is a trend-tracking lesson. I want to read this point. Okay. 
This is from the UK Foreign Secretary, Jeremy Hunt, a real jerk. <laughs> Quote, we are looking to find a way to preserve the nuclear deal, which we think is the best way of keeping the Middle East as a whole nuclear weapon free. You know what that is. Here we go, number three. Oh, come on now, that ain't even bullshit. That's horseshit. Total horseshit. Hey, Hunt, could you spell Israel? Aren't they in the Middle East? Hunt, I can't use the other word to put in there because then people would say I would be vulgar when I get rid of that H in the Hunt. It's another important statement by the Spanish foreign minister who's been nominated as EU's next foreign policy chief. He lashed out at the U.S., attempts to impose an economic blockade on Iran and said Spain would participate in a European trade mechanism intended to keep commerce going between Europe and Iran. Okay, so yes, it looks deal. like they're doing it. They're going to try to make it happen. It's about time they stood up for something. All right, rap artist to run against president. This is in Uganda. Uganda, all the way Bobby up, huh? Wine, the Ugandan rap artist turned politician, confirmed he will challenge Museveni for the presidency. How long has this been, Museveni been president? Let's see. He, uh, Since like 1986 or 1986, something? you're right. We came to the conclusion that we should challenge this regime as a generation. That's right, because the median age of Uganda is 43 million people. Are you ready for this? Take a guess. 42. 16 years old. Oh, come on. That's right here. This is the Financial Times. Wow. Yeah. No wonder there's a generational so that's, that's what he's saying. There's a generational political well, you know what they did? They see, in August 2018, Mr. Wine was severely beaten by security forces after campaigning for an independent candidate in a local election. Mr. Wine has alleged that security forces tied, tried to assassinate him. Well, he claims. They killed, they killed his uh, driver. He claims that 50 parliamentarians, including some from the current president's party, do back him. So he says he's got some backing. But again, this goes on with what's going on in the world. And in your Trends Journal, what we did, we broke down. We didn't do Uganda because there's so many places to talk about all the hotspots going on in the world and, and what to look for. Because, again, when you put the economics, when you put the people are tired of living in poverty and, and under dictatorships, there's a lot going on. Well, let's not forget, we're going to get to the story, but you know, one of the advantages, we know that smartphones and computers have disadvantages, people addicted to them, but the fact is, even a poor person in Uganda probably can get information on a screen about what's going on around yeah, the world. you don't need that, because they just celebrated Bastille Day. They didn't have screens back then. Okay, now, Starbucks, <laughs> right? hang on. It's just, it's just the emotion of the people. Whether, but, they, whether, but, they, but they can see what's going more. Moors can see what's going on around the again, world. But again, you look at the revolutions that have happened. You do it without online or off online. It's to me, it's the passion of the people. Okay, and all I'm saying is that passion can go viral a lot faster in the digital world than it could before. It could be. All right, Starbucks will stop selling newspapers. More bad news for just journalism in general. Yeah, we've been writing about that for a long time. Derek Osinenko has about the death of journalism. And the newspapers have shrunk down to nothing. Look, I have to go for much further to get more information. I used to get from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and Financial Times. The papers have shrunk. They, they, lots more pictures and lot yeah. less, less uh, information. Yeah. So they're not making any money, so they got rid of it. All right. Disney heiress livid after going to one of her family's theme parks. you got to love this one. Abigail Disney's the granddaughter of Roy Disney. He's the brother of Walt Disney. They founded this company. And she is not on the board of directors, but she went to Disney World and was appalled after interviewing employees, many of whom said to her, we can't afford food. 
We're afraid of being homeless. Meanwhile, Disney's president, Bob Iger, gets $65 million a year, over 1,400 times that of the median Disney employee. Again, this is going on all over the world. We just heard this guy from Stan Chart and um, the chief executive. Inv the investors came out against his pay, and he called them immature investors <laughs> because he's getting too much money and they want to give him less and that but that's what's happened it's the one percent that's taken over all we are are plantation workers in slave landia for the multinational plantations and guess what it's not just corporations heads who are taking all the money even nonprofit heads 3.6 million dollar in pay for the head of a nonprofit shelter operator the leader of the nation's largest provider of migrant shelters <laughs> for children was paid $3.6 million during the charity's most recent tax year. He was forced to resign. According to the, the government doesn't allow migrant shelters to pay more than 189000 to a CEO. Even that's a load of he money. He got $3.6 million. It's a load of money. It's one big club and we're not in it. Forget the rest. That's why I'm saying you keep your political system going the way it is. Everything will be great. Don't forget to vote. <laughs> Trump go home comments split Republicans. What's the story here? Well, let's see. This is from the Financial Times, but it's everywhere, of course. He told them uh, go home from where you where they came. You know, look. You know me. I'm a political atheist. This is disgusting. You know, I bought three of the four corners in the most historic four corners in America, Kingston, New York, and I bought these buildings because I was going to leave the country at one time. And yeah. I realized, oh yeah. And, um, and I realized that you can't run away. There's no way to go. You know, it's a freak show everywhere. And I realized <laughs> this, this is my country. Love it or leave it. No, you leave it. You don't tell me what I should say or what I should believe. I don't need you, Trump, Clinton, Obama, Bush, Pompeo, Bolton, Condoleezza Rice, Susan Rice, all the rest of you to tell me what to do or how to think. Trump saying this is disgusting. Go home. Go back where you came from. Hey, little boy born on third base and thought you had a home run. Where did you come from? Oh, Germany? Oh, yeah, maybe you should have went back there and hiled Hitler, huh? Because that's the kind of language that you are throwing out with shit like this. All right. Trump trails in three matchups. Now, this came out before that, so... But the point is, you are still predicting that Trump's going to get reelected, despite everything he As does. As it's going now, the way the thing is shaping up right now, because what he did with this, he went to his swing states. He, he secured his base with that kind of statement. And it's going to be swing states is what counts. That's all. But Not the popular vote. But doesn't at the same time that he rallies his base, doesn't this also help rally the Democratic base? Nah, they'll forget about this. The web rally. They look at their little look, look what they got running for God's sake. <laughs> rally the base. Oh yeah. Come on. Nah. All right. New study shows human beings have been around a lot longer than previously thought. They found a two hundred thousand year old human. How much have we learned in two hundred thousand years? Well didn't God just give Israel Israel been like 4,000 years ago? I guess. Well, I guess I guess God was off. Nobody was there before then. Well, huh? I guess God can't read a calendar. <laughs> no, we don't have a clue what's going on. And, that, and we have no, no idea what's happened over those 200,000 years in, in the development and destruction of humanity. And my belief is that we've been destroyed many times before, whether it's the shifting the earth uh, policy. Uh, the magnetic pulse? Yeah, the, no, the shifting of the earth where the, the earth shifted at one time and it was destroyed and came back again. 
because I think we, we were much higher level of human beings and then each time we get destroyed, like the ones that are left are the dumbest ones left and we, <laughs> we start over again at the lower level. So it's sort of like uh, evolution of these students. Well, yeah, <laughs> the devolution. Yeah. All right, phone apps make Sunday the new Monday morning. So here we are 200,000 years later. We've got all these fabulous technological and devices. And yet, listen to this stat. In an April survey, 62% of those surveyed, working adults, between 23 and 38, said they felt pressure to be available around the clock through email, including Sunday morning. Again, this is your story in your Trends Journal, a huge feature. High-tech heroin. Yep. They are killing us with this stuff. People addicted to it. You look at all the studies and how social media at the levels that we have that are people, young people particularly addicted to it, it's taking the fun out of life and killing a lot of the human spirit. And as we've said, we've had medical studies that show spend an hour a week in nature and you get health benefits out of it, proven in medical studies. And again, Think for yourself. Think for yourself. That's the antidote. And we'll be back tomorrow with more Trend Vision 2020.